All right. We're up against our evil uh, empire, the cult of uh, uh, regular media um, podcast punch, podcast kick, podcast hopper. I'll bet a monster that sounds like a fax machine when it dies. We're low. Well, this is the more you nerd. We're talking about Kamen Rider Black. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Tokusatsu November, Tokuvember. We finally decided on that name. Uh, this is your new favorite show, The More You Nerd, and we are here to talk about Kamen Rider Black, the second in our uh, in our selections of very, very little dip our toe into Tokusatsu land. Uh, but I cannot do this by myself. I need the shadow moon to my black sun. Miles, how are you, man? <sighs> Overwhelmed. This was a terrible idea, Drew, because dipping our toes into Common Rider has proven to be an overwhelming mistake because as I watch something, I'm like, this this needs to be a whole show. This, yeah. this, we, need, we need to be like diving into all of this because one, it's really great, but also... Like every time, like I watch a little bit of Common Rider, I, I feel like, oh, I need to watch a lot more of this to have like a better grasp of what to say, because I think yeah. two episodes and then again, we're, we are dipping our toes. I don't think two episodes is enough. And I know for this week, we both did a little bit of extra homework. We did. We did some extra but. homework, but that's but we only did the extra homework because this show is hard to find. And that's the thing. Again. For, for our tokusatsu fans that have stumbled upon this that are like, why do they only talk about two episodes? It's because these are the two episodes that were legally available to watch in the United States easily. Uh, this was not a choice. Well, it was a choice, but it was not like it was, this is not by choice that we're only covering two episodes. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I follow a lot of tokusatsu like websites. I follow a lot of tokusatsu people, a lot of Sentai folks, but a lot of those Sentai folks are big Common Rider fans, and I know that like they there like there have been recent movements, and I mean it was definitely celebrated when uh, Toei started putting out some of these episodes on YouTube officially legally for the first time, or that Tubi has the original Common Rider officially legally for the first time so there are baby steps but we're still not in the era like where like shout has i mean semi-consistent releases of sentai and i know that there are some releases coming here for common rider not necessarily and, in order and next week's release is going to be one that is widely available which is mm -hmm. So we'll probably but, we'll probably watch more than two episodes of next week's. <laughs> I, I, I will say the more I dig into this franchise, the more I'm like, I I want to watch all of it. And why is this not all completely available here? Because it is. Th this is a, an impressive franchise, even though I, I will say this week's uh, subject, Kamen Rider Black. 
the core the core series, at least at first, feels a little bit like a reboot of the original Common Rider. And and it is in the, in that this this is the first Common uh, Rider series that didn't follow the the line that started with the original Common Rider that we talked about last week, where the where you know you have oh we have Common Rider and then Rider two and then V three and then et cetera, et cetera, and Amazons Amazon and, and et cetera, et cetera, and Rider plus zero and a bunch of other shows that we, we there, this, we have jumped from 1971 to 1987. We're almost, I, I, I think officially we're celebrating the 50th year of Come Rider this year. Well, so I, I believe that is the case. Um, because when the, we watched the uh what, what we the the extra things we the watched we saw the big five zero on there so i'm like oh, i guess this was the and, official 50th anniversary well, and, and we talked about that a little bit with shin common writer last week the movie that is coming I cannot out cannot wait to I, see I, I cannot wait to see it it looks awesome anyway uh but common writer black was i guess it's it's maybe the first instance of a reboot in that though it has a lot of the same kind of ideas doesn't have references at least in what you know what we have seen to the previous shows there's not an extended continuity coming off of that first show well kind of we still have the first villain being a spider person so what i mean is that yes but it's not the same spider person that we saw in 1971 correct yes we don't no, have an entire we is don't have an entire different... team of common writers having graduated from one to the other right oh yeah yes absolutely i mean this is this is a uh, certainly a reboot and 80s in a way that i adore like with every fiber of my being. Oh, as Miles, Miles, Miles got to to see my my messages as I started watching this show. As we went from, oh, what did I say? Uh, this dope thing to that dope thing, and then right after the intro, one two of the characters drive up in like a, a late '80s Mazda RX-7, and it's like, yeah. this is <laughs> my jam. I love this. I. I love so much of everything that happens in the first episode of Comrade Black. I love the style and I even love and, and Japan has been really good about this, even though they've often bought. A lot of Westerners will say that a lot of Japan stuff from this era feels like it's 10 years behind in terms of special effects. And sure, that's fair. But I think they're also very clever with how they do a lot of their special effects like tricks. And I think the special effects tricks in this episode are great. They borderline on being J horror in the opening. Yeah. So, so the opening of this, of this show does like, again, we've jumped forward about what 71 to like 15 years ish, basically almost 20 years. And, uh, and you've got, instead of it being like all out in the out in like the the dusty plains of Japan and in the forests and all of that you this show opens in a city and it's full of neon signs and and all of this stuff as as our main character Kotaro is being chased by these people wearing white it's like robes. ethereal white beings and also like what this like wild soundtrack is playing it's like a cross between like the predator soundtrack and terminator it's really great yeah like everything that's happening it feels like an anime and in, in, in the best way for sure i think that 
this is a great opening because like it really hooks you in you. you I mean, because obviously if you're watching this, even at the time, you know, you're, you're watching a comrade or show. So you have some familiarity with the, the franchise. But at the same time, and this is even different from from the series that in which it's kind of rebooting or the, or the, the show it's rebooting with, which is the original Kamen Rider. Like it, you have this this whole scene in Midius race and you have Kuro like running from these people and you have this great chase scene and then it cuts to these two boys being experimented on. Yeah. And I mean, I that just like completely as a viewer drug me in. Like oh, yeah. I was fixated on what was happening. So well well so to set up a little bit of this stuff. So the main enemy in this is no longer Shoka, which, you know, R.I.P. Shocker. Uh it is now I mean, we've had like Shocker, New Shocker, Neo Shocker at this point. So like Jell it, Shocker, fine. you know. Yeah, uh, this, I'm, I'm yeah, it's fine. This is the Cult of Gorgum. And the which, Cult of Gorgum is what a weird name and kind of an interesting I name. continually thought it was a misspelling of Gorgon. I really did. <laughs> it might it might have been intended to be. Well, that. no, no, because it has it it's it, it's an RX and it's in the new series. Like it that that's what's supposed to be, apparently. Interesting. Um so but uh so the and the Cult of Gorgum has kidnapped uh, Kotaro and his stepbrother Nobuhiko. And this is where we've talked a little bit like there, there were fake writers in previous shows and things like that. But in this, this sets up that these two, these two, two guys that were raised together, think of each other as brothers. The, uh, Nobuhiko's father took, took, uh, took in, uh, Kotaro after Kotaro's parents were killed in an accident and 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 they were also born at the same time same time on the same day on the same day in the middle of an eclipse <laughs> i mean this this is an anime plot through and through and i love it oh, so 100%, much 100 100% so so the cult of gorgum has existed for for a long time and they are basically creating mutants they use the term mutants a lot and although Kotaro and Nobuhiko are also cyborgs like the original common writers. Yeah, up and to this I point. wonder, I mean, this is 1989, correct? 87. 87? Oh, yeah. R- sorry, RX is 89. So X-Men's probably still on its way to being a pretty, pretty top property in the West. I'm kind of curious if it made any headway in the East at the time. I, I, I honestly, couldn't I don't you. know. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Um, but I'm, I'm curious about that because I know like this is like right before 91 where the big X-Men explosion really happened, which led into the animated series in the West. So I'm kind of curious if the word mutant w- was on people's minds. And it's I mean, a- I know that that a lot of anime that I have watched from the 80s does use the term and it's certainly not exclusive to Marvel. So I don't want to like have anyone think that, oh, he just thinks that, that Marvel made this up. But I, I am just thinking of like big properties that was using this term. And I'm, I'm kind of curious if if there was a attention being paid to. It's, at the a, time. it's a great question that I unfortunately do not have uh, an answer to that. But I do I do find this show. So 
but this is where the the anime plot really kicks into high gear because these aren't just two like unlike the original common writer where it's like he's the smartest and most physically fit so we're going to turn him into the 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 coolest dude in our group um this is where where the show differs and that we have Kotaro and Nobuhiku who are or Nobuhiko who were born during this eclipse and therefore that makes them destined to be the heirs to this being called the creation king which we don't learn very much about in the two episodes that we watched but it is who right gorgum seems to worship so these two are beyond the normal mutants in that they are imbued with these things called kingstones uh, which is basically their their you know henshin devices their morphers their transform transformo belts whatever you want to call it which i appreciated in this series because before um when he transformed into the rider it was just it happenstance here he actually says henshin and does a little little move and transforms into the rider. He basically dabs. He tits a button on his belt yeah, and he, he dabs. He, he, he does. He <laughs> he dabs on him. Which is which is that 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 motion is uh is similar to the like rider stance of the original common rider in the original show. Mm-hmm. But we just don't see him actually transform that that often. Um although he 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 does inherit because it's just like it happens to be like oh this is your hopper bike a sweet ride oh yeah we'll talk about battle hopper in a a little bit but uh but so but again as as we saw with the first with the first common rider show as kotaro and nobuhiko are being trained in the in the process of their transformation the guy the guy that brought them there uh in this case uh nobuhiko's father and kotaro's adoptive father is like no we did, I didn't agree for you to to wipe their memories. Why are you doing that? And and, and what's breaks- wild to me is that's his sticking point because when he meets up with his stepfather later, his stepfather is like, "Oh yeah, you you, you got to kind of step in line. You got you got you can't you can't resist these people. You're in Gorgum now." Well, and 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 this is where I I find an, another interesting thing that I want to talk about as we talk about episode two and we learn a lot about these about these two guys. Um, but as part of this, Kotaro escapes, gets Battle Hopper as part of it, uh, the motorcycle. But Nobuhiko is injured and is then put into some sort of stasis. And Miles and I both know because we have. Uh, because we have, uh, you know, looked ahead in the in the universe that Nobuhiko's character, uh, the the shadow moon to Kotaro's black sun, uh, is kind of one of the big bads of this show. He's he's like an evil common writer that is set against uh, our is main a character. I love. It's, I'm a it, huge fan of that. I, it's great. And and like and, and, and there have been evil common writers before in shows that we have not seen, but it's it's there. He is. It is common writer black versus uh, century king shadow moon, which is such a cool name. It's a great name. It's a great name. I Honestly, it feels like a. It, it, it does. I, I keep saying this. It feels like an anime. 
And it does. But when I say that, I mean that in the absolute best way. The coolest thing about Kamen Rider that I think that a lot of people who haven't spent the time with this show is that everything that you love about anime or about tokusatsu, like this show does and it does gleefully whole hog. <laughs> Which I know I'm using a southern euphemism, but like, look, Comrider is amazing. <laughs> Whole hog mutant. I'm sure there's a hog mutant. Somebody's a hog mutant somewhere. Has to be. Um, and and this is where and 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 again, Miles mentioned earlier, this show begins in Medius Rays, where all of this stuff has happened before we see Kotaro for the first time on screen, and then we go to episode two, and we flash back to. <laughs> the honestly that caught me off guard real real hard (laughs) it feels very so i'm gonna say that that moment felt that going going back into full flashback mode in episode two felt very much like a lot of of gundam anime specifically um Mm -hmm. there is a v gundam in specific uh victory gundam is one that they didn't have the main character in the gundam in the story until like episode four and being a show produced by Bandai. That's like, bro, we gotta, we gotta sell people on the show so we can sell these plastic model kits. They had an episode that was basically episode five or six that they started with. And then they backfilled it with Oof. the episodes one through five, just so they could have the main character in the show. Uh, or in the Gundam for the for the first well, episode. They understood the assignment. They understood Shinji getting the robot. And I believe that is something that is is happening here and that they needed to show a common writer in the first episode. And uh and then to so go on. Here's here's the cool thing about the vibe of Common Rider Black because it does I mean I took issue a little bit with what, what Drew was saying was like, oh this is this is for an older audience. And it certainly is. Because there, there is a. I actually don't think we talked about that on air. I think we talked about that off. Air. Uh, might, might have been. There, there is a kind of a, a sci-fi horror vibe of the show that does feel absent in the the first series that we watched. Like th- this, this feels specifically darker. It feels skewed a little older, but I think in a way that that kind of grew up with its audience. I could see that. Again, we talked we talked last week about how Common Rider is killing people. Like that show killed so many people. <laughs> like <laughs> and turned them into to bloody goops on the ground or at least red puddles that sucked in. Uh and in this like this Common Rider is is like people are getting killed left and right. Like he's he is killing monsters and they sound like I joked in the intro. They sound like a fax machine or a, or a modem when they die, <laughs> which is funny. But but also yeah. it just, and, just but, this show is like this show is unlike a lot of Sentai shows like the Power Ranger style shows. Everything happens in daytime in those shows, and there's quite a lot that happens after dark in at least in, in what in, we've watched and what we have watched in in common rider black specifically this is a show where there's a lot more body horror there are weird transformations there are you know mo- monsters that will that will eat people and things like that like stuff that, you know that- i'm gl- i'm glad you brought that up because 
there are several instances of Common Rider that are considered biopunk. And honestly, a, like I said this last week, it reminded me a lot of Guyver. Hmm. And it's interesting that this would this would have been about the time the Guyver took off. How how similar to what is going on in Common Rider it is. Well, and like even the first time that Kotaro transforms into Common Rider, he first transforms into this weird grasshopper monster that you only see for a moment before he then goes to become common writer and i looked this up they call that the bata man and it apparently only appears then and then the head appears as part of his transformation sequence um which is kind of interesting um oh miles speaking mm-hmm. of the transformation sequence yes did, did you look up any of the the toys from this time i have not so they released and they actually re-released this. You can buy one of these for $70 on Amazon, and I might do it. Uh, a common a Rider Kingstone belt. So the Kingstone is what allows you know, uh, Kotaro and Nobuhiko to transform. But this belt, when you pressed a button on it, would activate an infrared sensor that would respond to a particular pattern of flashing lights that would happen as you were watching the show when certain things would happen. So if the screen would flash in a particular way, when he transforms, the screen would flash in a particular way when he would do a rider punch or a rider kick or he called battle hopper and the belt would have sound effects associated with that. As you watch the show, that gives me big captain power vibes i love it i love it and the end uh again we'll talk about the other the other half of this coin a little a little bit later on but they re-released this this belt uh for a very recent uh uh thing that happened uh because they they really wanted it to happen um do, yep. do you know know what i'm talking about when i say captain power uh i i know the name i probably because it would have been around the exact same time as Conrad Black. I think it aired from like 87 to 88. Oh, and Captain they Power did and the a very the... similar thing with their toys. Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. You know, I had stuff associated with Captain Power, but I have never seen it. And I don't know. Like I have I have stuff in my collection somewhere. I assumed it was a cartoon. It is not. It is a live action. No, it's show. not. It's a live action show. I was a big fan as a kid. I th- I feel like I discovered it afterwards, or maybe I inherited it from my cousin. But I I was a big Captain Power fan, and I mean this had a lot of comic book people involved, uh, from what I remember. I feel like um, is it Peter David that was involved in this? Um, in terms of the writing, I can't remember whom, but. Uh, this is something we'll have to revisit, but I, I, I certainly get the vibes. I mean, this was a time when like integrating your merchandise with your active product was a big deal. And so it's kind of cool to hear this was happening in places all across the world at the time. Yeah, I mean, in Japan, this is not the first rider belt that did this. They had a number sure. of these for years uh, uh, ahead of time. It's just, you know, it's, it's, 
it's neat. <laughs> it, no, it, it is. And I, so for me, look, I, I, as a Power Rangers fan, it's always interesting to watch the source material. And, and Sentai often has an ongoing story. But with Common Writer, it feels more like a superhero soap opera. And I think that's really interesting because like each episode still says to be continued. Yeah. Like like the Incredible Hulk. It's like it's an ongoing story. It's not just an episode to episode thing. Like this is a serialized story that we're telling. And I am really, really into the the serialized vibe of Common Rider. And especially this show, because this show sets up the Common Rider's antithesis. So we talked a little bit about this. So as we get into episode two, where we go into the flashback, we meet Kotaro and his adoptive brother, Nobuhiko, uh, who, again, born at the same day, same time during an eclipse. And they are legit best friends and you get to see them as best friends and brothers as they're going as it's their 19th birthday party as they basically go to the bluth family uh <laughs> bluth family boat uh, to, and get introduced to all of these extremely powerful people like a famous actress and a bunch of political people and a bunch of things like that and it's and and as we learned through the course of that episode, these are all the people that were in those white robes wearing the Gorgum masks from mm-hmm. the first episode. And it's just so interesting to see all of that. And you see Kotaro escape the what happens and knows that he's leaving Nobuhiko behind, but not being able to do anything about it. And we're kind of left with this, you know, what's going to happen? And again, this is a long show. This show had 51 episodes and we watched two of them. The, the You know, Nobuhiko coming back as Shadow Moon is a thing that is going to happen and it's going to kind of permeate this entire show moving forward. Um, and I just, I find that so interesting and cool. Ugh. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, this is where I am on this, Drew, because... Well, I opened up this the show saying I was kind of frustrated because I'm like, I want to watch all of this. Like, I want to deep dive this stuff. And I, I think that we might have made a little bit of a mistake trying to, like, scratch the surface of Kamen Rider because, one, this series, this franchise is massive. And yeah. it's not as simple as, like, oh, we're going to hit these high points and then peace out. And not only that, but the points that we're reaching, even with the last weeks, like, I want to watch all of it. Yeah, I do, too. Like, like we I mean, we, we both were so excited about the show. We watched the remake or reimagining Kamen Rider Black Sun, which is currently on Amazon Prime right now. Well, I wasn't quite ready to talk about that yet, but let's go ahead and jump ahead. So what we didn't realize as we started this and uh, talking about it is that. Uh, this is the 50th, this year's the 50th anniversary of Common Rider. They're doing a lot of celebrations of Common Rider. Um, and one of the things that they have just done, and when I say just done, as we record this episode, it is a show that is less than two weeks old. <laughs> yeah, so Drew and I often make the joke that we are on the, uh, that we have, we have the thumb on the pulse of what's going on because a lot of times when we do things, it just happens to either have an anniversary or people start talking about it and 
for no other reason than we just decided to do it. Like we, we don't keep up with a lot of stuff. Like I, I, and this is goes as far back a couple of years ago when I did Caddyshack two. And then I, after our episode was released, there was this big expose on the making of Caddyshack two that came out for no its anniversary. Idea. Like, I, I don't know if, if, you know, I don't know who's actually listening to this show that has any sort of authority or if we just happen to be lucky in picking these things, what the deal is. No idea. Uh, but in one of those things in Paulus, yeah, for real, I will <laughs> be happy to, to, to do stuff. Um, so as part of, of the announcements for what they were going to do for the 50th anniversary of Common Rider, uh, one of the things was Shin Common Rider, the movie that we uh, discussed last week. And then I immediately cannot wait for which I immediately shared a bunch of stuff with Miles after we stopped recording last week about trailers and comparison shots and things like that. I'm super excited for that. But they also announced a limited series. It's only 10 episodes uh, uh, on Amazon Prime. You can go and watch this on Amazon Prime right now. It's not the first Amazon original Common Rider show. There was a, a remake of Common Rider Amazons a few years ago, which is obviously Amazon Amazon. It's a very fun little uh, comparison. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. Although I find the 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 concept of amazon's slightly problematic <laughs> well yeah but but what what but that but the 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 remake of common rider black is called common rider black sun and it is uh gonna be honest miles and i both i watched two episodes miles watched one um correct and and just because i was like dude you gotta watch this and i kept watching but uh this show is very like it's got a similar concept to Kamen Rider Black, but it is very, very different. It is adult oriented. There is a lot of blood in this show. A lot of blood. Oh, I mean, there there is. I I wouldn't have been shocked if they called it Shin Kamen Rider Black, but I, I can see why they didn't do that for reasons. Yeah. Um, but where where you have in in Common Rider Black, the Gorgum are a secret cult that want to take over the world in Black Sun, the Gorgum are a a student political group that started uh, they started a political party back in the 1970s in Japan that are now they have they they host the prime minister and there are these these beings called kaijin which are basically people who can turn into monsters and they are oppressed in Japanese society I mean, there is certainly a sociopolitical vibe active in this show. And it also, while it take it, it does take conceits from Commander Black, a hundred percent, but it it goes like, oh, we'll take these basic ideas and do something completely different with them. Oh yeah. It's a super different show. That has it doesn't even of, feel like a Tokusato show, to be honest. It doesn't yet. And like in two episodes in, we don't have a common writer. Yeah, because I mean, have, the, I only watched the first episode and I saw the you know the Black Sun or you know Kodoro like have, turn into. We have kind of black. We have monsters, but we don't have a common writer specifically. And we still had a spider monster in the first episode, which is just <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. But, yeah, I mean at this point it's like it's like if if a common writer doesn't beat up the spider monster, it, it, what are you doing? Um <laughs> but but it's but it's it's just it's it's really really it's a really really interesting darker take on 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 a common writer show 
in a way that I hadn't seen yet because I haven't seen Common Rider Amazons at all. But so it, so here, here but, is but, what but I want to talk like to you about. Flashbacks to the 70s. Like it's a, it's got such an interesting style that borrows like the Cliff's notes of the original show and reinterprets them into a really interesting thing. So here's the thing is because I mean, I've only watched the first episode. And from what you've told me at episode two, it still doesn't feel like a writer show. I have uh, being part of the of the Power Rangers and the Super Sentai fandom. You know, there's always this call for more mature takes. You know, there's there's a big, uh, you know, kind of fandom around the the short film uh, Power Slash Rangers that came out several years ago. Um, and want, like the adult fandom wanting something similar in the Power Rangers slash Super Sentai fandom. But. I feel like this show, while really good, like I'm I don't want anyone to think that I think that Kamen Rider Black Sun is in any way a bad idea or anything, because I'm super into it. Even when Kodoro turns into the Black Sun for the first time and turns into more if he feels like more of a monster than a superhero, because he is. I mean, there, so there's there's a tokusatsu, a horror tokusatsu show that's that's geared towards older audiences called Garo. And this feels a lot more like that than the source material on upon which this borrows. And while I. The reason I'm not coming down on Black Sun for this is because it's not the only common writer out there. There is a currently airing common writer show right now as well as Kamen Rider Black Sun. There is other stuff going on in this franchise, and I think that is an idea that I I don't think anyone's really mined yet. Certainly not Power Rangers, and certainly not Super Sentai. Hmm. Like, other than uh, the Aki, uh, Aki, uh, Akihabara Rangers, because we we were big fans of that. Oh, Akihabara Rangers and, is great. <laughs> yeah, it, it was great, but that's the only thing they've done outside of the main Super Sentai thing that was kind of more mature, certainly in the way that that Comrade of Black Sun is. And I'm kind of hoping now that Hasbro has the license for Power Rangers, we might see a difference in content. Like we might see, okay, here's your main Power Ranger show that's for everyone. And then here's this other thing that adult fans of the show could enjoy. I mean, only only because if I was a lifelong Kamen Rider fan, I still would kind of raise my eyebrow at Black Sun because Black Sun has a lot of adult issues. It's extremely interesting, but it's also I wouldn't call it a remake of Kamen Rider Black directly. Not directly at all. No, it is. Again, it's like it's like the. It's like the times back in, you know, when you would have, oh, this is a very famous comic book or or or, you know, kids TV show, kids cartoon from the 1980s that gets turned into a movie in 1997 that they they take the 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 character names and they reinterpret them into a very different way. And that sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. I got to say it's working for me right now. Uh, in a way that I was not anticipating, but but there we are. Um, speaking of working 
and not working. Uh, we do have to talk about what really worked for Common Rider Black. Uh, this mm. show was very, very popular. So popular, in fact, that this show had the first direct sequel. Now, we talked previously that a lot of Common Rider shows had a, a similar continuity. This show ha is the first of the Common Rider shows to have a direct sequel starring the same character. Kotaro returned as the main character of Kamen Rider Black RX. Uh, Kamen Rider Black RX, if you Google that, you're going to see something potentially, if you grew up in the 1990s like Miles and I did, very familiar. Because Black RX is what we knew as Saban's Masked Rider uh, for, the, mm -hmm. for the little time that that show, uh, <laughs> that that show was on the air. <laughs> right. Uh, which was not very long. But uh, so so Common Rider so Common Rider Black RX uh, was a show that you know ran for you know forty seven episodes in its own right. Unfortunately, that show did not do as well. Uh, in fact, uh, even the main character sort of criticized that show years later as being a little too jokey and being a little too the, the humor didn't quite always land and it wasn't as serious or as interesting as 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 the the original common rider black was so unfortunately what that meant is that starting in 1989 uh there was not a common rider show for a very very long time and that's where miles i ask if you have any other final thoughts about Kamen Rider Black. I think Kamen Rider Black is honestly what I would start with. I, I, I am a huge, huge fan of what they were doing. I think everything visually is kinetic and interesting and it just pops to me. And this is no disrespect for the original Kamen Rider. I think for academic and artistic purposes going back to the original is you know a good thing but for me like Commander of Black and again I'm a child that was born in the 80s and so the 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 style the aesthetic of that era is always going to seem more interesting to me and more nostalgic for me and the way they do especially the way this show opens with that nighttime chase scene yeah. with the, the cult members and Kotaro is, I mean, it's, you, you can't beat it. It's so kinetic. It's so like, it just drags you into this show and, and in a way a that like cool green screen effects and stuff like that. It just, it works so well. There's some really cool effects that like, even though you're like, okay, that's all, that's an effect, but like, I don't see what that's a problem because it's still a cool effect. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed what we, what we watched last week. I, I appreciate the original Kamen Rider for, for the the trail that it blazed. But like Kamen Rider Black, to me, like this is it. This is this reminds me of the stuff that I love. And I'm just I want to watch more of it. And and honestly, with with Black Sun, I'm super interested with where it's going to go, even though it doesn't feel like a, a writer show to me yet. Like I I thought Kamen Rider Black like there's a reason that this show is kind of considered a gold standard amongst the franchise and discotech media is bringing this onto blu-ray in 2023 like we're going to get an actual english release of comrade black within the next year and i'm extremely excited about that yeah 
so with that said, um, as we previously discussed, this was the last Common uh, Rider show for more than a decade. Common Rider was off the air from 1989 until January 30th, the year 2000, with Common Rider Kuga. And that is what we're going to talk about next week on The More You Nerd, Common Rider Kuga. We are going to we're going to watch more than two episodes. Miles, how how many do you think we should do? Maybe maybe four. Give we'll give a little more of a taste. We can, we can try four. Yeah. Uh, so so there's there's a lot more to be said about this show. There's a lot more common writers in this show. It is a very different show. Uh, and we're going to get into that next week as we talk about common writer Kuga. Kuga is one of the shows that is very available. It is on Tubi TV. It is on Shout TV. It is on. I think I saw it on Amazon when I was looking at Black Sun today. Although that was maybe by by episodes. It is on uh, that uh, Verve. You, you remember Verve? That's still a thing. I uh, was I was a subscriber for it for a while. <laughs> uh, but Common Writer Kuga is uh, is a a show that we are definitely going to watch uh, next week. Uh, so in the meantime, and it's one that you can find, like I said, a lot of places. Uh, this one's not hard to find, luckily. Uh, so in the meantime, if you would like to find us, if you would like to talk to us about Common Rider or about anything else, you can find us at themoreynerd.com. You can tweet to us at themoreynerd. You can go to facebook.com slash themoreynerd. And you can email us themoreunerd at gmail.com. That's themoreunerd at gmail.com. So in the meantime, we are going to end this episode as we always do with a rousing nerd out. Henshin. <laughs>